0: Grace and peace to you, and welcome to Reaching for Real Life with Sean Azaro, the senior pastor of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. Now, this is a church that helps people just like you find the real life you were created for and find it to the full. That's what Jesus promised in John 10.10. And today, we wrap up a series Pastor Sean Azaro delivered in preparation for the Advent season, relevant year-round in this dark world. Deception, blindness, and evil, each of these are consequences of living in darkness, How can we increase the light of Jesus in our dark places? Reallife.org has this full message, sermon notes, and series available for free. If you feel led to bless this listener-supported radio ministry, then please do. There's a place to give at reallife.org. The series is called In the Flesh. Today is part two of the message called Let There Be Light. Pastor Sean Azaro is teaching from the book of John. It's time for Reaching for Real Life Radio.
1: Let's describe the darkness that we're talking about because I, th- I want to get a little more specific on, okay? So when we talk about darkness in the world, we talk about this world has dark places, this world can have darkness in it. What are we talking about? Well, I think there's different kinds of darkness. There's the darkness of deception. The darkness of deception. And just like darkness is the absence of light, this is the, deception is the absence of truth. The darkness of deception. How about the darkness of lostness? I talk to a lot of people and they have no clue If you've ever been frustrated about someone who can't understand the truth, you're talking about something and they see things completely differently and you're like, no, but it's so obvious, it's just true. And they say things like, well, it might be true for you, but that's not true for me. And I'm like, "Wait, wait, wait, truth exists regardless of our opinions. Truth isn't up to a vote. Truth just exists. It's like facts. It's real. And so you have these people who living in this deception. But then there's lostness where, where those same people, because they cannot have a framework or an anchoring of truth, they're lost. It's like they have no idea what direction to go with their life. In. And so survival takes over. It's just, well, I just got to pay the bills. I just got to get through the week. I, I'm, I'm just going without direction. I'm aimless. I'm the lostness of blindness, the absence of vision or clarity, the darkness of blindness. Of course, the darkness of evil, which is the absence of good. And then ultimately, I think fear sets in. You know, we live in a world with a lot of fear, and the fear is that absence of hope. Those are all different types of darkness. So the big question is okay, how do we deal with darkness? How do we deal with it? I, I'm sorry. I'm standing up here. I'm a bit distracted. I got to take care of something. I apologize that you have to be here for this. Um, this is awkward, but I, I got to take care of it. Here's the deal. The kids on this staff, the kids who work on the tech team, everything they have no clue about how to save money, how to save, save money, or how to cut expenses. It's crazy. They, they just want new equipment, new stuff. They don't have to worry about payroll. They don't have to worry about expenses. These lights, do you realize these lights here? They are unbelievably expensive. And I've told them, we don't need that much light. Guys, please, I've asked you a bunch of times, turn the light down a little bit, please. Please. Thank you. Thank you. That's helpful. No, it's still too much. These are, do you know how much these cost? Come on. Oh, yeah. Ah, yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, hold on one second, listen, listen, be, everyone real quiet, can you hear that sound? That's the sound of our electrical meter slowing down, <laughs> oh, what a precious, precious sound that is, mm. all right, where were we? Uh, okay, hold on, I'm sorry, I apologize, I apologize, it, guys, it's a little dark, would you do me a favor, okay, this is, this, turn down the darkness a little bit, please. Guys, this is like a nine, okay? That's great. I appreciate it. I asked, but nine, let's turn the darkness down to a six. Turn it down. Guys, nothing's changing. Please turn down the darkness. Oh, I'm sorry. This is embarrassing. I apologize. Um, I know what the problem is. You can't turn down the darkness. You can only turn up the light. You can't turn down the darkness. You can only turn up the light. Guys, turn up the lights. Thank you. Thank you. Now, you, you, you might sit and go, that was kind of a stupid little illustration, <laughs> and when have I ever shied away from stupid? <laughs> and I want to say, this would be ridiculous if it weren't for the fact that we spend actually so much time trying to turn down the darkness rather than turning up the light. This is such common sense, and yet so often when we approach the darkness of the world, what we try to do is instead of turning up the light, we try to turn down the darkness. I mean, think of how many times we try to engage in sin management. Try to manage the consequences or manage the sin or try to kind of just do some things to kind of help make it a little better. I mean, right now we are in the midst in our culture of this crazy time where every day we are hearing new people who are perpetrators of sexual abuse of some kind and we're seeing them in the news and being dragged out, careers being lost, people being embarrassed. And you want to know, this makes me absolutely crazy. Because back when Bill Clinton was president, and you're like, oh, see, really, now you're going papa on us, aren't you? No, here's the deal. Those of us who spoke out against Bill Clinton and others, and said sexual sin is wrong, it's broken. We, we were told we were we were small-minded. It's just sex. Oh, it's just sex. Please, it's just sex. I literally had friends and family members in Europe. They wanted to know because it was right in the middle of that time, and we were in we were in Ireland, and I had family members sitting, telling me, "Well, aren't you people really overly worried about it? it's just sex?" And I'm like, well, one, it's not just sex. Sex is a big deal. He has big ramifications. Very close and personal to who we are. I said, but, but two, I mean, he's our president. We, you know, we kind of have made him a powerful guy. He has the nuclear codes and the keys to Air Force One, okay? If he'll lie to his wife, what makes you think he won't lie to me? And so, so that was kind of the issue too. But, but this whole idea of, it's, oh, it's just sex. It doesn't matter. It's just sex. Well, now those same people are exploding and trying to watchdog, and, and, and they're trying to say, say, oh, this is wrong, and you were treating this wrong, and, and it's like, we were telling you that 20 years ago, but we were, we were just prudes. We were just Bible thumpers, and so they're sitting there trying to manage, they're trying to manage all the, all the things around it, and kind of get this one, and get that one, and, and kind of fix it now, and, and it's like, we come and say, you know, God talked about us. Stop with your God talk. We, leave that, we don't want that light around here. We're trying to turn down the darkness. We're managing this here. We're trying to turn down the darkness. Yeah, but the Bible tells us, don't talk about that. We don't want that light. Keep that light out of here. We're trying to turn down the darkness. It would be ridiculous, except we do it all the time. The whole idea about this abortion thing, the reason abortion is such a controversial thing is because we've made this sacrament of, of free sexuality. Whatever we want to do sexually, we can do. And abortion is an unfortunate consequence sometimes or pregnancy is an un- unfortunate consequence an unwanted pregnancy and so we're sitting over here trying to trying to manage the the consequence trying to turn down the darkness and we're like but you know you won't have unwanted pregnancies if you follow god's laws for sex Amen. you won't? and they're like stop with the light all the time we're trying to turn down the darkness forget that light we don't need that light here we're turning down the darkness it's like are you kidding me and people say the craziest things. Oh, abortion's okay, it's not a life. Well, the day before, there's a huge publicized trial of charges against someone who inadvertently killed a fetus. Because it's a person. And the person's being charged for murder. For two people. A mother and a child. But at the same time, we got to finish the case up real quickly because we got a, a pro-abortion march we got to get to. Are you out of your mind? Don't you know God's... Stop talking about God. We don't need that light here. We are over here trying to turn down the darkness by managing the consequences. It's like, come on, what are we doing? Doesn't make sense. Now, if we think those folks over there outside of the church are the only ones who ever try to turn down the darkness instead of turn down the light, How often are we in the church guilty of legalism? Trying to define spirituality by do's and don'ts and by rules that are not biblical, they're not scriptural, but we've made them up and we say, this is what a good Christian looks like. When the scripture really tells us what a Christ follower looks like. But it's like, that's hard. (laughs) These things we can manage. And we're, we're just trying to turn down the darkness. We fight and we put our trust in politics or government. It's just trying to turn down the darkness. That you can't turn down the darkness. You can only turn up the light. Because darkness is a condition created by the absence of light. The things we talked about, deception, the darkness of deception, is the absence of truth. The light illuminates the truth. The lostness, the absence of direction. The light gives clear direction. The blindness, the absence of vision and clarity. The light opens blinded eyes and gives vision, real vision for life. Evil absence of good. The light is the embodiment of good. And ultimately fear, which is the absence of hope, is the light is a pathway of hope. You can't turn down the darkness, and we of all people should know that. You can only turn up the light.
0: And this is when we take a quick minute to remind you, you're listening to Reaching for Real Life with Sean Nazaro, a listener-supported ministry of River City Community Church, in this message called, Let There Be Light from the series In the Flesh which is available right now on the sermon page at reallife.org and while you're there if you've been blessed by this teaching your gift of any amount helps this radio ministry continue to help others just find the give tab at reallife.org and Pastor Sean Azaro now an author invites you to check out his brand new book Series in a devotional form, encouraging you to embrace the Spirit filled life.
1: I wrote in a devotional style to encourage readers to examine the Scripture with fresh eyes and make room for the Lord to speak about the role of the Spirit in our lives. The goal of the whole book is to simply make you hungry for more of the Spirit.
0: Order your copy of A Pilgrim's Guide to the Spirit filled Life by Sean Azzaro today at Amazon or Reaching for And now the conclusion to the message Let There Be Light. This is Reaching for Real Life Radio.
1: Now, real quickly here this morning, I want to cover a few ways that you can turn up the light in a dark world.
0: First, to turn up
1: the light, you better be clear on what the light is. If you're going to turn up the light, you better be clear on what exactly the light is. If you think brotherly love, if you think the answer to what is the darkness of this world is, we all just need to <clears throat> we all need to sing kumbaya more, we need to just, brotherly love is going to, is going to kind of carry the day. I'm all for brotherly love. But brotherly love can fail and has failed. If you think education is the light, yeah, if people were just better educated then the darkness of the world would go away. Um, Anyone who's been in education, you know something. You know that education is as susceptible to darkness as ignorance is. Maybe you think democracy is the light. Yeah, democracy can be twisted for darkness just like any other political system. No, you got to understand what the light is. And, and God made a promise in the Old Testament. We quote it at Christmas. "Is Isaiah 9-2. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep nar- darkness, a light has dawned. This is a messianic prophecy. It is a foretelling of the coming of Christ. And look how Jesus says it. This promise was fulfilled in Jesus. This is John 8, 12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now, (laughs) some people talk about, you know, well, Jesus, yeah, we we don't believe that he was really, you know, God in the flesh. We don't believe that he came directly from God. We We don't believe any of that. He's a good teacher. He's certainly one of the good moral thinkers and teachers. Good moral thinkers and teachers don't say, I am the light of the world. If he's not who he said he was, he's a crazy megalomaniac. But when you stop and consider what he did, when you stop and consider what his life has created, you stop and consider, then you start and go, oh, maybe he was right. Maybe what they wrote about him is true. I am the light of the world, he said. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus is the light. Jesus is the light. You want to know what turning up the light is? Turn up Jesus. Exalt Jesus. Lift up Jesus. Why Jesus? What is it about him? 1 John 1, 5 through 7 says this. This is the message we've heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there's no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Listen, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Sin is the darkness. Sin is the separation. Sin is what cuts us off from the light. Jesus Christ, with his blood on the cross, his sacrifice, paying our death penalty, he paid the penalty for sin. And in, as such, he purifies us. And because of that, God's spirit fills us. Jesus' spirit fills us. And that's why he is called the light. He is the light. The light eliminates the darkness. You can't turn down the darkness. You can only turn up the light. The best way to turn up the light is to be filled with the light. The best way to turn it up is for we ourselves to be filled with the light. I love Ephesians 5, 8 through 13. Look what it says. It says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Do you know light naturally just exposes the darkness? It pushes it back. It reveals what it hides. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible. Listen, everything that is illuminated becomes a light. Interesting, when we are illuminated with the presence of Jesus Christ, we now become a reflection of his light. We're not the light, but we become a reflection of his light. And is powerful. See, we literally, the best way to turn up the light is to be filled with the light. We can become a carrier. We can become a carrier of the light. His spirit is in us. And this passage Paul writes in Ephesians challenges us to start living like it. What does it mean to live in light? He says, don't walk in the darkness. He says, if you say you're of the light and you're walking in the darkness, some of you know exactly what I'm talking about, because right now you're kind of trying to have two feet, one, one foot in the darkness, one foot in the light. It's like So it's kind of like, I'm, kinda, I'm not in darkness, I'm kind of in dimness. Okay? That's not even a word. We're making up words here to describe what's going on. But you're here and there's a line... And you're saying, oh, well, but it's okay. I, 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 can, I can have this much darkness. I can have darkness in my relationships. But, 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 uh, but I'm in the light because I, I, I go to church and I, I pray and I, I want Jesus, but I'm over here in the darkness. See, that's not how to be filled with the light. That's not how to be filled with the light. I'm in the light over here. I'm following Jesus. But it, it, over here, I kind of, when it comes to my business and my dealings, I kind of, I know there's some darkness here. And it's just kind of the way it is. I've got to take care of business. I've got to do what I've got to do. I'm walking a little darkness over here. But, but, but I'm, I'm also trying to keep my, my toes over here in the light. Yeah, Paul's saying it doesn't work that way. If you're in the darkness, you're in the darkness. Just be filled with the light. Don't flirt with darkness, expose it. That's the beauty. When when you go into dark situations, when we encounter darkness, if we are filled with the light, all of a sudden the darkness is exposed. That's why so often the darkness isn't real happy about the light of believers hanging around. That's why believers sometimes become the, the brunt of the aggression and the anger of the dark. What did they do? What did we do? It's like what you did was you exposed the darkness. You did the worst possible thing you could do. You were just there shining the light of Jesus. And it exposed the darkness for what it was. There's power in illumination. The best way to turn up the light is to, be filled, is to be filled with the light. And it's true, you can't turn down the darkness. You can only turn up the light. And last thing, let your light shine. Let your light shine. Do me a favor, say that with me. Let your light shine. That's the call. Jesus said in Matthew 5, 14 through 16, He said, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden, or a city built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Let me tell you something about light. Light is powerful. It is powerful. It exposes the darkness. It illuminates what darkness hides, and it overcomes the darkness. If you've ever been in, you know, one of those little, if you're on a cave tour or anything where they turn the lights off, and then one little light shines. It's crazy because that's the level of darkness. You're like, wow, can't see anything. Nothing, nothing. You know, you're doing it to your friend. Look, can you see me? No, nope, nothing. And then the guide turns on a light. And all of a sudden, and, and it's weird because it's, it's like this little light just spreads. In the dark. And before you know it, this huge cavern is lit by this little tiny light. Light is powerful. Because it exposes everything that the darkness was hiding. And it pushes the darkness back. That's why Jesus said, let your light shine for men. Here's the thing about light. It's interesting. It doesn't need to advertise. We are light. Look at us. We are light. Okay. Can you imagine light doing that? That's kind of stupid. It doesn't need to advertise. Understand something? And let me hear, let, let, hear me on this. The power in light is in its contrast to darkness. That's what's so great about light. That's why a little light can all of a sudden overcome the darkness in a huge cavern. The power of light is in its contrast to darkness. I want to suggest we had better be careful and beware trying to win the world by becoming like the world. You know, there's a great movement that happened in the church over the last 30 years called the Seeker Sensitive Movement. And boy, we've learned a lot from it. And the idea of it is to remember in, in your gatherings and in your ministries, remember to communicate to people who don't yet know the message remember to to invite people who aren't here yet because Jesus loves them. Remember to be a place where your friends who aren't yet believers can kind of hear the message clearly, can appreciate what's happening, the worship, and they, they can engage in the process. And I think that's an excellent message. The problem is, in many of our circles, we've kind of started so kind of focusing on what do they want to hear, what do they need to hear, we start worrying what they think about us. Do you know light doesn't give a dang what darkness thinks of it? We, I can't be worried about what people who are lost in darkness think of me. See, I can't be tr- 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 trying to become like, look, look, we're cool. Look, we do kind of the same things you do. Look, we communicate the same kind of messages you do. We're just like you. And, and trying to do everything just like the world, we become this weird sort of religious copycat. And there's a, there's a brokenness in that. Because it's like we're trying to become as much like the darkness as we can in, 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 under, the, under the auspices of trying to reach the darkness. That's ridiculous. The power of light is in its contrast to darkness. You don't have to advertise, we are the light, we are light. Just be the light. You know, one of our, one of our, in our discipleship process, we have this process. We call follow, connect, grow, serve, share. We call these the decisions on the journey to real life. Well, that last one, share. Let me just say it. the best way to share the light is to shine the light, not shout the light. The best way to share the light is to shine it, not shout it. And we spend a lot of time shouting it. Well, here's why the light is good. And we, we spend a lot of time shouting at people. Shouting at the darkness, no, light has this benefit and this benefit and here's what this is about. And we're, so we're trying to shout the light instead of just shine it. Because let me just tell you, in darkness, light is obvious. It just is. You People just see it and it's visible and it's real. It's powerful. The best way to share the light is to shine it, not shout it. And I'm not saying we shouldn't be communicating. We shouldn't be engaging. I, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying the real power is not going to be in, in necessarily our, our words. It's going to be in being the light, in shining the light of Jesus Christ. That's the power of the gospel. Psalm 27:1 says, "The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear?" Light is not afraid of the darkness. <laughs> And yet I'm afraid we walk, around, we walk around just scared all the time. What do they think? What's going to happen? What's going to be like? Light doesn't care. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is a stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? One of the horrible consequences or symptoms of darkness is fear. Well, we of all people should have no fear because we're filled with the light. You can't turn down the darkness. You can only turn up the light. What environments do you have that are dark? You know, we think of dark places. You know, places where there's spiritual evil, or places where there's vices and addictions, or what, whatever thing you want to think about. What about what about your workplace? Do you know there's darkness there, and you have an opportunity to be the light? What about your neighborhood? You know, I, I don't care how nice your neighborhood is. I don't care how nice everybody's lawn is groomed. Inside some of those homes, there's darkness. You have a chance to be the light, the light of Jesus shining through you.
0: That's Pastor Sean Azaro. You've been listening to Reaching for Real Life Radio. And if you'd like to hear this full message in the series, In the Flesh, it's available right now on demand at reallife.org. And while you're there, we'd appreciate your feedback. You can leave us a note on our Contact Us page. Or even better, your financial gift helps this radio ministry continue. Find that Give tab at reallife.org.